Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. You know, it's been extraordinary times, Rhea. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I've been reading all my old romantic novels of late. I literally, my top three, four trashy novels, uh-huh. I've reread them and I'm actually currently on my last Oh, you one. mean all of mine? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you joke, but yours are next. Yours are next after these. Ah, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good funny. <laughs> But I have, I've been reading all my old trashy, all my favorite, like I have, I have three. Over 80% of the books in that genre are massively unhealthy. I've been saved. I'm not unworthy. I'm Here's not somebody whole. who's going to validate me. You know, my first kind of big love or whatever, when I was much younger in my early 20s, and it was messy and it was long and it was shitty. I massaged my fears by telling myself that it was all right because he was my twin flame. It was all right because <laughs> he was my soulmate. And don't get me wrong, I've had those moments of soul recognition with people. Mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. But I really think what that ended up doing was just keeping me locked into a shitty relationship for longer because then I yeah. believed I was meant to be in this relationship and if it hurt it was for my betterment oh and the hurt is just a recipe for the happily ever after to come well yeah because in order to have a happy ending the beginning and middle must be unhappy otherwise <laughs> it's just it's not even a story it's just yes. a line and that's why the romance industry is a billion dollar industry because it sells people that over and over and over again and new age spirituality picked up on it Because people really want to understand relationship. They want to understand that soul recognition. They want to understand what's going on. It's fascinating to me that when people's lives are falling apart, what they really want to know is, but when am I going to have a relationship? Mm. Because we want to believe that that relationship is what makes this all worth it. Is it men and women who do that or is it mostly women? No, it's both. It's both. It's both. But women tend to come at it from a much more emotional perspective, whereas men are like, but and this gives me purpose. Yeah. Interesting. When New Agers kind of stepped in and as you had sort of used that term twin flame, which makes me cringe. I love that you did, by the way. Thank you for working that in. Sorry, but it's true. I did a twin flame questionnaire. We got oh, you did? out of a hundred. Presumably because oh it was real toxic, real like painful, and no one walked out of there happy. What a reliable quiz. I mean, to be fair, in many ways, he was my twin flame, right? We were mirroring back each other our powerlessness oh, yeah. over oh, yeah. and over again. I mean, when you look at the list of what makes up a twin flame, I'm like, it's just the checklist for dysfunctional and toxic relationships, right? Yeah. And so I've had clients say to me, but I know this person's a twin, my twin flame, or I've met my twin flame. And I will never say... Otherwise, I would never disabuse them of that notion at all because I can understand why people would want to believe that somebody in their life, that they would be inclined to call them their twin flame. Mm. And I've been out there where I know that there have been new age spiritual teachers and influencers who use that term. And so we're going to just set the record straight today because I think it's time Mm. because it's really keeping people locked in their loop of dysfunction and karma for far too long. So... You know, some of this stems from that old play that Plato wrote called The Symposium, where one of his characters, Aristophanes, posited that 
humans used to have four arms, four legs, and Zeus had cut them in half because he feared that humans were becoming too powerful and that one day they would challenge the gods, which is a really cool, I love Greek mythology, right? It's super sexy and, you know, you got really powerful men and women or male, female archetypes and you have the Titans and stuff. But it was kind of, it was a story Not that even Plato agreed with it, right? What some people would argue, but he didn't. But it was a way to sort of tell a story and to understand why people were desperately seeking relationship, right? That they needed the fusion in order to feel complete. You complete me. Yes. Jerry McCoy. Exactly. I literally cannot live without you, which we've talked about why that is, because separation had kept us separate inside internally. So we really needed that life force. We needed that sense of completion to feel whole and separation because we were unable to do it for ourselves. So ultimately in seeking relationship and connection, what we're really seeking is communion with the divine, which is effectively, it's, which is effectively union with ourselves, right? Well, that makes sense from even like a less spiritually place because As I've been saying in the past couple of episodes, if we step back from asking what we want and we ask more what we want to feel, for example, I want to be in love with someone so I can feel love, Mm -hmm. so I can feel security, so I can feel peace, Mm -hmm. so I can feel companionship, so I feel whole, right? Okay. Those are the feelings we want, Mm -hmm. right? If that's the case we now know from four to five seasons depending how you count it that actually one cannot feel those things when we haven't figured out that they come from inside of us right first and the other person is merely reflecting that back to us or inspiring that in us Mm -hmm. right so then what that means so we're spending all our time looking outside for the other half of the whole like the our other half of our whole when the other half of our whole is inside of us Mm -hmm. so when you say we've lost our connection to the divine i guess it's looking for our wholeness that's often why you could say that relationships were never fully satisfying in 3d some were good enough when I just think about it, when you talk about Greek mythology and the irony is that my name is like literally the mother of Zeus, the mother of all the gods in Greek mythology. I made... <laughs> what kind of mother were you? <laughs> well, I just basically made my purpose about finding someone to complete me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everything was going to happen when? Everything was going to happen then. It was never... It is already happening now. The thing is, is that now I realize that... I could never have sustained a real relationship at that time because I was so busy looking outside of myself, looking to be validated by someone else and to tell me that I was worth loving, Mm -hmm. that actually all I would actually be looking for, because my brain was always going to be looking at the negative bias of it all, I'd be looking for ways in which they were about to leave or how I wasn't good enough yet. Mm -hmm. And so I actually wouldn't. I didn't enjoy, I won't say wouldn't have, I know the answer to this, I did not enjoy being in relationship at that time because it just felt like I was walking through a minefield. And isn't that interesting? It's like we often think that we want to be in relationship, that that's what's going to make us happy. But often when we are, we're just as unhappy. Well, even more sometimes because then we're really judging ourselves because we're like, but I thought I would be happy now. How am I not? I really care about this person. I feel such a connection to them. Why am I not being able to enjoy it? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, and the answer is I'm not being able to enjoy it, not because maybe they're not right for me, not because maybe anything to do with them at all. I'm not being able to enjoy it because I don't believe I deserve it. I do not believe I'm worthy of it. I haven't found love within myself. Therefore, I'm incapable of sharing love when I don't have any of my own to give. Mm -hmm. And if we go back to what we said at the end of season four, which was you get what you give. If I'm not giving myself any love, how the fuck am I going to recognize someone else giving it to me? Or sharing it with you. Yeah. Which is more accurate. So until we really find that element of divinity within, we'll always continue to feel unfulfilled. And I have to say, I went through that in my early years. I was always kind of looking for, how am I going to play the role of wife in this relationship? That was all different ways to occupy my time until I could really discover my purpose. And I really do appreciate the fact that my husband, being a fairly independent person, never really put a lot on me. So I could just cultivate that sense of purpose and power. But in his frequent absence in our marriage, I really had to learn how to draw upon my own power and I could mm. never feed off of his. And that was quite good for us in the long run, but really difficult and occasionally painful. You know, that was our Because that's breaking an expectation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very The much. expectation once I'm married, we can power each other. Oh, wait a second. No. Yeah. That's not necessarily the case anymore. And we never did when we were dating. But it's funny, the moment sometimes two people come together is often when the trouble really starts. Mm. <laughs> but that's why it helps, really, to work on your shit before you, you're in relationship, especially now when, we, when the 3D energy isn't there anymore. And we really need to learn to source ourselves in order to partake of 5D because we're bringing 5D through us. Therefore, we exactly. need to be able to source ourselves because then, if not, there is no world without us. So love in 5D and oneness consciousness is going to take time. You know, that's the reason why we had to title this episode what we did. Is that it might seem like things are a bit, are lagging a bit in the relationship front. Mm. It's not to say you're not meeting people, etc. But why are unions taking a bit longer to come together, right? Mm. And... First of all, and I think we said this in a previous episode, we need to bring oneness through us first. Otherwise, that separation, if our karma isn't healed, then the conflict will be too great. But also we'll be attracting people who are still in their karma too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not that, not that you can't, and as we said, there's no hard and fast rule for anything ever. So it's no. not that you can't meet someone in separation and together work on your shit and come into oneness together. It's not... That's totally possible. We're not saying otherwise. There will right. be always an exception to the rule, even if exactly. it's just one. <laughs> That's very true. I can't figure out how to share my love if I don't know where it is. And does it work for you and your purpose to be with somebody who's in the throes of their karmic shit? It may not. It would be helpful, first of all, to be selective, but also to just to get comfortable coming from a place of want and not need. Mm -hmm. What am I truly desiring here? versus what I need. I can meet this need in a night, that's fine, but how embroiled do I want to get in a drama just to feed this need? Mm -hmm. And that's that comes when we have a level of spiritual maturity. And the third thing is just to really own our purpose. And man, I feel like this entire season or past couple seasons, we have just been banging the drum around purpose. But the thing is, again, all of it is just really simple. Like when you talk about purpose, it's like, oh, do I need to find the lofty goal that I figured out? No, <laughs> owning your purpose is just doing whatever the fuck makes you happy. Yeah. 
doing whatever brings out love. And then when we talk about finding love inside, again, it's really, really simple. It's accepting yourself at every part. Like, I mean, it's, it's simple. I didn't say it was easy, but it's simple. It's accepting yourself in every part, taking responsibility and making choices from your heart. Yeah. That is love. Having compassion for yourself and becoming whole. And if you need help doing that or need more pointers, we have a whole fucking season on it. That's what love is. If once we can listen to our own hearts and follow them and choose from them, and once we can have compassion and once we can see that there is no right and wrong because we are doing the best we can at every fucking opportunity, we are in love in, with ourselves. We are allowing our light to shine. And mm -hmm. once we allow our light to shine, then we can share that light with someone else who is also able to allow their light to shine because the last thing you want to do is pour your light into a black hole. And no one knows yes. what relationships between two or more whole people. Because let me tell you, I mean, one thing I've definitely seen in 5D and beyond, when we're looking at whole healthy relationships, they don't necessarily mean one-on-one -on -one anymore. I really reckon I do so well in a thruple. I don't think so, Rhea. I appreciate no, no. that, but I feel like you command a lot of attention. That's why two people... <laughs> On one, I think I do really well. I get double the, the amount. That's not the point of a thruple. <laughs> oh my lord! They don't need to be with each other. They can just both be with me. I'm not even going to feed that fantasy I'd for love, a yeah, second. A harem, a harem or a thruple. That's where I'm at. <laughs> no, <laughs> but again, it can only be done when it comes from a place of pure respect. And when we are in a whole healed place and not this is my karma telling me I'm not good enough and therefore I don't deserve or I can't be with just one person because I, I can't believe that I would be enough for them or that they would be enough for me. There really are people who are contracted for other types of relationships and engagements because to them, a sort of monogamous one-on-one -on -one relationship would be the antithesis of freedom. But they would desire a level of commitment because they perhaps want to experience other types of emotions rather than something that's like really transient. That's where we're going to be seeing this, but we're not going to be seeing a lot of those, at least on the surface, for about a decade. So we're going to detour for a second because we're going to talk about the different types of relationships that people would contract for. As you've discussed, at what we'll see in a lot of like romance books or in the Twin Flame scenario theory what what do we call it the story example the story thank you is the karmic relationship karmic relationship is just where a person is going to come in and help us play through our karmic story trigger us in all the ways in which we need to be triggered mirror all the shit that needs mirroring maybe it'll feel super cosmic and meant to be because let me tell you karma contracts are pretty serious yes it's very meant to be because there are souls who take these karma contracts seriously because we're here to burn out our karma, right? Initially. Yes. In this life, we're here for a lot more, but... Yes, yeah. that's true. But in order to get there, we've got to burn out our karma. So these karmic mm. relationships are essential to our growth. And they had been, especially in separation. Well, what you also said is that you, it has to feel cosmic and it has to feel important and amazing in mm -hmm. some ways yeah. and addictive. Because oh, otherwise, yes. wouldn't we wouldn't wouldn't we just be like, ah, oh, this is a lot of problems. I'm outy. Exactly. We have to yeah. be invested emotionally. Otherwise, we don't stick around to learn anything, right? Precisely. And that goes to our previous episode where we talked, where you had asked about why do we have to have our hearts broken open? Well, these karmic relationships are very good at that. Now, not every karmic relationship is a romantic one in nature. 
Mm. We can have these karmic relationships in all the different ways in which we interact with people. Mm. And we know they are because of the ones that are... Exactly. And so we know what they are because they're either triggering us, getting under our skin. We can't seem to quit them. They could just be friends that we can't help but feel a little jealous of or vice versa. It's never a one-sided thing, though. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it could be that the role they're playing, we're not playing the same role, but somehow we're also factoring into their karmic story as well. Okay. And it could be that it is so heinous and unpleasant an experience, we need to get out of it, that we cannot stay, that this person or persons is doing almost too good a job or just really sucking, and we need to go and learn that lesson elsewhere, and we can do that. There are plenty of contracts out there would be like, no, I cannot learn this from you. We've maxed out, and I'll go and learn this somewhere else. Our souls are doing that all the time. So that karmic relationship contract, as it were, mm-hmm. I assume they only are in 3D. Yes, that's right. So once you're in 5D, you're not going to have any of those. No, in part because you can spot that coming a mile away. And most likely because you're at a certain vibration, you're not going to attract somebody of a different vibration. If you were in a karmic relationship with someone mm-hmm. in 3D and you guys both work through your karma, could you both move into 5D and then stay together? It's possible. If you can manage to shift your vibrations together, it's less likely, but it's, you know, again, you don't like to say never, and I'll agree with you on that front. So it is always possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so what's the next kind of relationship? The soulmate relationship. So this is kind of where I find the twin flame thing, the the twin flame story so conflated is that, you know, people will argue the twin flame thing is so much more transcendent than the soulmate relationship like as if there's a hierarchy there isn't there are just distinctions to be made now the soulmate relationship you could have a couple of different different perspectives around it again the soulmate can just be a friend it doesn't have to be romantic or sexual in nature you can have Um, loads of them not loads because we're talking about a very significant type of connection raya okay right one that really fuels you. And so soulmate relationships are very much like they mirror the divine in us. That's about the least spiritual explanation we can give. But soulmates can come and go. They're not necessarily contracted for life. And that's why some might argue that they're a bit more transient than the quote unquote twin flame thing, which can result in partnership. And of course, soulmate relationship can result in partnership, but it's not necessary because a soulmate can result in a long-term relationship. There are some who will not necessarily marry or engage with or live with forever, whatever, however you want to term it, with their soulmate. They will um, take on, I actually don't even know what they're going to say, Rhea. I don't know. So that's why I'm like blabbing. They're not giving it to me. I'm like, I'm honestly fishing in the dark. Oh, (laughs) fuck me. It's that simple. They could be love mates. You have your soulmate, and then you also have your love partner. And that is where you just share love between you two. But it doesn't have to be romantic or, or more. Anything. It would be romantic in nature. Okay. So imagine, and this is a 5D concept, okay? Imagine that you're not soulmates. Oh, this is so interesting. You are not soulmates because you stand in your own divine light individually. You do not need anyone or require anyone to reflect it back to you. 
So all you have between the two of you is love. That is a 5D relationship and partnership. That makes perfect sense. Sorry, I can actually feel that. It's just like warming. (laughs) Because a soulmate relationship can exist at many vibrations in 5D and 3D. It is not one that sources anyone as far as life force goes. And what's beautiful about the soulmate relationship is because it can move across vibration, those people really are our best friends because they'll always match us where we are, right? That's how we know because they're always going to be like, we're feeling like shit. They're going to be there with us. They can meet us at our lows and they can also meet us at our highs. We can be anywhere and it almost doesn't matter. Now in 5D with a love partnership, we can have a deep and abiding connection We can share purpose, but we will only match at particular vibrations, which is the love vibration or higher. It's pretty awesome, but you can understand or imagine then why it could take time for that to happen. So the other type of relationship is the teacher relationship. Now, that's often how you're going to experience family relationships. Sometimes, I know in my personal case, I had one parent that was a karmic relationship and one that was a teacher relationship. Teacher relationships, though, can also be romantic and sexual in nature. It doesn't mean that there's necessarily a big age difference. There can be, but not necessarily. And I, this is not to confuse the actual teacher-student, like, hookups. No, okay. yeah, it sound <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I know it can but sound like that when I say... mutuals and you, eat, you teach each other? Not necessarily. So if you're the, you can be the teacher or they can be the teacher? Exactly. Exactly. And while the other person will certainly benefit right? And gain, because nothing is ever one-sided ever in relationship. A lot of that knowledge is really being poured into one individual. And then there's just, there's some give back, but not to the same degree. So you can imagine then as families heal, what heals faster and better actually would be if the parent healed their karma before the child. But if the parent is not out of the karma, then often the child will help carry the karma. So who's the teacher in that role? There's no, that's not a teacher. That's a karmic relationship. Okay, fine, 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 fine. So the karmic relationship, the karmic parent has to heal their karma. And so sometimes they will heal it with the child. And then because if a karmic relationship is finished and the karma is healed, then it's not that the relationship ends. It just moves into a different vibration or a different Mm -hmm. type of relationship. And it's not necessarily a loved one. It could just be one of mutual respect. And then that's just a whole family healed relationship. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so there's one more, Brad. Bear with us. <laughs> and this one is also a holy 5D one. Oh, it's the holy partnership. <laughs> okay. So you can imagine, so you have karmic relationships and soulmate relationships and love relationship and teaching relationship. Then you have the holy relationship, right? Where it's individuals who are whole in themselves who come together for mutual benefit and it is not purpose driven but it's community driven well i was like oh like so say we meet fellow podcasters who like have mm. similar men they're like no it's not like that Liz. i was like fine i don't know so what would, would it be like mean. maybe us and our special guests on the podcast no um no not necessarily you'll see what we mean in about four years time people aren't there and they're not ready But imagine that, okay, we'll just put it quite simply. 
as really the coming together of very like-minded people. But imagine that all those like-minded people are fully conscious beings. So it's not just that you have the same opinions or anything like that or standards. It's really of being like-mind. And often that's really where you're going to see and why people have been trying to do this among starseeds or people who are really into the alien story and stuff like that. That's sort of the beginning of that kind of idea, although that doesn't work fully. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So there we go. But what I do find is that when we are in 5D, when we've healed our karma, our most significant relationships just become amplified with love. Yeah. We just love them more than we ever could have. We but what just happens see if them we're more. in 5D and they're not? In that case, you might just spend less time with them. So once we come into 5D, once we are, and if we do want a love mate, mm-hmm. how do we do that? Love mate. I like that. I was like, and then I was like, no, it's it's love partner. But yeah, we can we go with love mates. Call whatever uh, the fuck you want. Love it's just partner. people sharing the love, love. sharing the love. And yeah. season three for anyone who wants a review on love. So there's three things. The first is trust, which is how we would guide ourselves through this process. It's trusting that there is someone, and that even if your process doesn't look like anyone else's, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong. And so we're all meant to discover our path, purpose, and partnership in our own ways. And so that goes to you may not meet somebody the way everyone else does. You know, dating apps may not work for you. Going to a bar may not work for you. It's really not about doing what everyone else is telling you to do or you think is they're much more successful at finding dates or whatever. Just do you to the best of your ability. Well, that's what we teach in every single thing we ever do. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the whole point, right? You can't find your partner by doing something someone else did because then you'd find their partner. Yeah. So just fuck the rules. Mm. And you guess be fearless then, right? Which is the second one. That's just about being fearless in your life because that way you just cut through all the bullshit. Fear is what keeps us dancing around the same fucking thing and keeps us stuck in our loops and out of our path, purpose, and partnership. So if you want something, you just go after it like your life depends on it. And be clear about what that is. And don't be afraid to fall on your ass or feel like you look ridiculous doing that. I mean, I had no issue picking up on people. I had no – I talked to any stranger. I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. No, you're not. And so when I'm fearless, it means that I can own who who I am and what I choose to do and what I choose to say. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just being deliberate in your choices. They don't have to be right. They just have to be made by you. And no one else, because no one else could has the same path as you. No one else is going to be in a position to make the choices for you. So the more choices you make, the more decisions you make for yourself, which again takes accountability. And if they are always in accordance with your path, the clearer everything becomes. Well, effectively, what I hear from those three things okay. is keep doing what you're doing. Unless it's really not making you happy, then it's time to reevaluate. No, I know. But I'm saying in general, that's just our advice always. Follow your heart. Make choices from there. Yeah. Be clear that they are your choices. Be mm-hmm. accountable for them and let the magic unfold from there. Exactly. And don't be afraid to experiment. You might be one of those people like me who prefers a throuple. <laughs> yeah, you just run with that idea, right? <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.